Welcome to the Rose Garden. I'm Holly and I'm here with Julia. Hello everyone. This is my first uh, podcast with an actual mic. So if you haven't been listening because my sound quality is super poor, that's changing. We're fixing it. We're fixing it and hopefully it sounds great. So yes, we tried to balance the sound. It's hard when it's a two-person operation to balance yourself, but you know, we'll see how it goes. And if not, we'll learn and next week will be better. Next week actually might not be better because we are going to be in person together. So we'll yeah. be figuring things out as we go, actually, because that's new. That's new. Zoom is just the easy way to podcast. I have no idea how to do it in normal world. So yeah, I, that'll be so interesting. <laughs> Who would have known that an in-person event would be harder than right. away from each other? Interesting things. Well, today's episode... You know, there hasn't, it's a long time since Bachelor's been over and it's going to be another month till Bachelor's back. We're running out of things to talk about. So we're just going to talk about ourselves. <laughs> we're just, it's going to be a narcissist day. This is our narcissistic episode. We're going to talk our Zodiac, our Enneagram, what desperate housewife we are, all the important things, what desperate housewives relate to which person, which <gasps> Zodiac. Yes, that is so fun. I'm excited. The- are just gonna talk about nothing essentially for the next hour so hopefully you all stick around and enjoy it strap um, in get ready for the ride of your life no one's gonna be shocked by my zodiac <laughs> is that do you think so because okay let yeah let's talk about it your zodiac, zodiac is- I think I really when it describes it I fit it yeah but, but everybody get about hates- that Everybody hates your sun sign. I was about to say, I have one of the most hated signs, um, but I don't think people really understand the sign while they hate yeah. it, you know? No, totally. I also, this is total bullshit pulled out of my ass. I think June Gemini are different from May Gemini. No, I I think that people, there are theories about that. I mean, because there's always the, there's the like cusp signs, right? Yeah. So you can be one but be closest are you yeah what I'm not like fully on the cusp I'm not close enough to call it um I'm May 25th which and the change is like the 22nd or something right 21st I would say that that is close enough ish to a cusp because you you give me Taurus vibes for sure I'm surrounded I've always been surrounded by Tauruses like my sister's a Taurus my childhood best friend from preschool was a Taurus so like they they're around me and yeah, I'm close no, in me too. Perfect. I, I attract Tauruses for sure. Yeah. But let's see, tell them your sign. Okay. So my son is in Libra. Libras are, I feel like depending on who I talk to, some people are like, ugh, Libras gross. And other mm-hmm. people are like, oh my God, Libras are the nicest, like coolest people I've ever met. So I don't know. I've heard I'm either hated or loved. I only get loved when people love air signs as a whole. Yes, that People makes like sense. Air signs. Right. And so air signs are it's Gemini, Libra, and uh, Aquarius. Aquarius, Aquarius. I always am like, you yeah. want it to be water and it's not. Yeah, right. That's exactly. what's weird about Aquarius. Totally. So my son Libra, my son Libra. Your son sign. My son sign is like, I guess 
I'm supposed to be very like artistic. My interests are in, you know, I want to go walk around the art museum. I want to wear the coolest clothes. I want to like, I'm very romantic. Mm-hmm. Um, so my interests are always in like, okay, Susan, the aesthetics. <laughs> totally. I'm such a, like, I'm such a Susan. It's annoying. But, um, and with that, like the whole romantic side of things, I'm very flirtatious. I don't like to be in committed relationships where I don't feel independent. Um, I love love and I can be kind of wishy-washy because I'm super focused on the balance of things. Cause it's all the, it's the balance beam. That's my like symbol. That's right. Yeah. The scale. Um, yeah. The scale, the balance beam. <laughs> what am I saying? This isn't gymnastics. <laughs> it's a fucking be. scale. <laughs> anyway, uh, what would I be? I'd be the bars, you know? Right. Like what? Um, Let's make it all change it to gymnast. Yeah. Why not? And I feel like that the one like negative thing about like Libras that I definitely relate to that it makes sense that it's my sun sign is the like always seeing both sides of the argument Mm -hmm. and that can drive my (laughs) partnerships, like any partnership I've had that drives them crazy. Um, and that's where the like wishy-washy thing can come in because people are like, do Libras actually have an opinion about anything? They're just fake. Right. And you get that rap too. I was about to say that's that um, one of the things. I mean, just looking at my co-star right now, the very end says on a social level, this may come off as gossipy or flaky. Um, so Gemini, you know, we get known as the split personality, like bipolar, right. tw- like, you know, a lot of really shitty things like two-faced, whatever. And it's like, that's not it at all it means you kind of have duality to you you have two kind of sides to yourself which is a normal thing and for me I think it um relates in me being really adaptable to different scenarios and find melding in different kind of social groups and whatnot Gemini are uh, fundamentally dynamic quick-witted eclectic I don't know what that's supposed to mean about a person eclectic as a person like I get it as like (laughs) I think it like a eclectic. Style. Yeah, right. I guess you just you attract so many different kind of elements and things mm. that your style is very like. Actually, oh, I, get I could that now. <laughs> I could have like a horse knickknack collection, and also take a look at my grandeur china cabinet. And that here, is very me, actually having a yeah. lot of different weird things that are right because like you freaking love dinosaurs. I do love a dinosaur, and you love musical theater, and you also love wine. And like you're just not you're not a basic bitch. It's actually no, I like quirky decor too. <laughs> Yeah, totally. I like decor that reflects my specific aesthetic interests, like dinosaurs and wine, preferably together, you know, in a perfect right. world. Exactly. A dinosaurs, if you will. Dinosaurs in your wine. Winosaur. I love that. I've had a cocktail in Portland actually served with a dinosaur in it. A um, little plastic dinosaur was inside my cocktail. Where was that? I, it was somewhere like on what, um, the, I haven't been there for so long. Buckman District is that a Buckman Street? Buck something, something with a B. Buckman District. I don't know what you're talking. Might about. not be that, <laughs> but it starts with a B. Belmont. No. I don't know. I, I don't live know. here, and I don't know what you're. It wasn't to. somewhere but, I went often. <laughs> but we should go there. Yes. To have our. I, we should try to find it again. Um, mm-hmm. I went with one friend when she was visiting me in Portland, and we got dinosaur cocktails. I was like, oh, that's I everything for you. It but I, so I relate to that like eclectic 
style yeah. type thing. Like I just love like weird stuff. I, I don't like, like I I don't like when my place looks curated. Like I I, I walked. Into I don't like and- curated things. No, I don't I, like carefully curated Instagram feeds. I don't like it at all. No, I don't I like don't, it on mine. I don't do it. I can't. Some people freaking love it and like they do it well. But I, mean, I, I wish I could. But it kind of makes me uncomfortable. Like I I was in an apartment. Like in the last year. And it was like, everything was super cool. It was all like dark wood and lots of plants and very like retro. And I feel like if I did have a curated style, that's where I would Mm -hmm. lean, but I didn't like it. I felt super uncomfortable. I was sitting on the couch and I'm like, I felt like like I would tell, I thought it was like pottery barn came to life or that. (laughs) Like the demo display. Okay, but you know what's so funny? So my grandma is a Libra and she is so into like the catalog, like curated style. Hmm. So I'm wondering like, does she oh, have a different moon I was sign? I could thing? be about other things. Oh, one thing it also says, fascinated by everything and childlike energy is often scattered in a million directions. <laughs> if that that's ain't so true. Me, that's very that's true. That's the most me thing I've ever heard. I'm like, okay, yeah. Can't, can't deny it. I just hit my microphone. <laughs> We're getting wild today. I'm losing it here. <laughs> um, so yeah, moon sign is rules your emotions, mo- moods, and feelings. And this is the sign you're most likely to think of yourself as since it reflects your personality when you're alone or deeply comfortable. So mine is an Aries. Is that true hmm. for you too? I, I no, something that's the same, but no, my, my moon is in Taurus and, um, it actually like on top of the romantic side of the Libra, like a moon in Taurus is like, oh my God, you love, love. <laughs> so I'm like, just filled with romantic love, which I get I've I'm used to kind of be a serial monogamous. I went a long time being single and I'm glad I did, but honestly, if it weren't for like, my limited options, I would probably always be in a relationship. Right. If you were anywhere else in the world at that moment in time, I would be in a relationship or I would be like just dating a lot. I just right. like to date. But no one wants to date at UP. No one wants, yeah, no one wanted to date me. I didn't want to date anybody. I, I was really glad that I was single for that time. Like it, it was great for me. Yeah. Sometimes I miss being single, but you know what I mean? I, I just, I love love. Yeah. I love love. Um, yeah. So my moon in Taurus means that, um, I, let's see, very romantic and sentimental. I am deeply loyal to the people that I care about. And I try to maintain security and stability within those relationships. I often feel powerless to fix messy situations, but my way of thinking through those situations is sensible and practical. So it's in my 11th house, which means that I find security and safety through friendships social life and social status cute oh that's true because I really feel that like personally I find security in my friendships and (laughs) totally and like just being social for sure um my moon in Aries means that I my emotional self is independent energetic and enthusiastic yep that tracks I have a tendency to feel inadequate and overcompensate just because failure is a possibility. Ouch. Too, too real. (laughs) Didn't need that one. Thanks. (laughs) Cancer, this is what we have in common. Our ascendant is in cancer. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. Rising, cancer rising. Um, we're just, we're just emotional. It can we be just... seen as your personal style and how you come off to people when you first meet. <laughs> yeah. So the rising is the mask. It's like, I always think of, cause I think to a lot of people, they wouldn't see right away that I'm a Libra, but they would think that I'm a cancer. And that's yeah, like kind of the could way. I totally see that for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like I do scream Gemini when people meet me more than cancer probably. But I, when I hear read cancer, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Um, we come across as gentle, intuitive, and warm. Though some may regard this as overly emotional or sensitive to criticism. That's the part at the end that sometimes comes off of me. Because I am actually... Um, emotional and sensitive (laughs) well that's the thing is like I I don't relate to that one as much like me neither I don't know if you see that in me at all but I don't the thing is I don't find it as the mask that's what I don't understand I'm like I feel it like I don't think I come off as it but I think it's true yeah usually so maybe because with the moon like that's what how you feel like in your heart like in you know deep in your body like you're supposed to have those feelings and no one really else knows so maybe I don't know it sounds to me like your moon would be in cancer so that's fascinating right although it does say that it becomes less your ascendant becomes less relevant as you get older so totally. maybe when I was younger that this kind of applies more as coming across as gentle, intuitive and warm and overly emotional and sensitive to criticism. Cause as a child, I think that's probably more true. Right. Oh my God. Totally. I feel like also, you know, the big criticism about like Zodiac signs is how can something like, how can the way the stars were aligned have anything to do with who you are now? And I mean, it's true. It's like the whole like nature versus nurture thing. Oh. Like you evolve based on your environment and your situations. I hardened. And, yeah, I hardened too. Yeah. I freaking hardened. We like, hardened and we no longer relate to our... Yeah, um, totally. Okay, so we're not going to go through every single one because there's, what, 12? But Venus, I think people care about because that's um, how and what you love. And mine is in Taurus. What's yours? Oh, mine's in Sagittarius. Fun. So Taurus means my romantic side is oriented towards comfort and stability. I move slowly and deliberately at the beginning of relationships. That timidity, that's a fun word. Timidity. Timidity sometimes comes off as intimidating. Oops. You just want something sweet and simple. And I'm like, yes, that is, that's all true. But then it's in my 11th house. This is where I really relate. Meaning that you Love is often expressed in social status, including platonic and casual friends. That is so you. Very me. Yeah. I mean, I feel like for you, you're like, it's so slow and steady that you're just like terrified to be in a relationship. In that sense, it's like, it's rather, you'd rather be friends first and like just work your way into that, which is totally understandable. Like so many people are like that. Mm -hmm. Also, that means that you're like, in a good sense, like pickier about who you're investing your time in and being vulnerable with, which is great. Um, This is where we totally differ. Um, So (laughs) my Venus is in Sagittarius. Um, So basically... I, my romantic side is curious and easily bored. (laughs) I enjoy my independence and I am not willing to compromise that freedom for a relationship that doesn't expand the boundaries of my world. Um, 
So it's in my sixth house, meaning that for me, love is often expressed in routines, which is kind of interesting because I feel like that contrasts the statement before about how I'm like easily bored and wanting independence. It's like, right. well, then why, why does it have to do with routines? But I can totally see that. I mean, I've been, I feel like I get really freaked out even in my like current partnership. If I have a, like a couple days in a row where like things are just boring, I'm like, okay, maybe I just don't like you anymore. <laughs> like maybe I just like there's something wrong with us and I'm like constantly it's like it's like an addiction like I need mm-hmm. I need things to like just switch around and be crazy so I always I end up yeah. attracting like people who are unhealthy luckily like my partner now I found somebody really healthy but in the past I feel like I was it led me to be emotionally and romantically invested in people who were like really wishy-washy and all Mm -hmm. over the place because I was like oh my god this is fun (laughs) um yeah but you could I mean you could pertain that not to astrology and more to like my attachment styles and uh, yeah you could go into like so much depth about my psyche and how we're all just fucked up you know yeah um but yeah no I think and for the compatibility between the two of us, the reason mm-hmm. why we differ so much is because of our Venus. Totally. Um, let's let's read about that. So, well, today we have I have the remarkable ability to know something about everything, and Julia can withstand confusion. <laughs> so you can help oh. me to get to the bottom of things today. Draw you a blueprint of your mind. I should draw you a blueprint of my mind with the same attention <laughs> to detail as a cartographer. Oh, wow. Oh my goodness. We should check that every day and do whatever our co-star tells us to do to our friendship. I love that. Oh Um, my God. But we are similar today in our success in our work. Um, It says that um, because our Saturn, we we both have our Saturn in Aries, which means we're um, stubborn and difficult to be around. (laughs) Okay. Um, at a closer, you are not willing to obey leaders you don't believe in. This is a time to figure out how to make your ideas heard by people who don't have the common sense to take you seriously. Have you considered letting go of your fear of failure? Interesting. Well, our sons are an excellent pairing. We're both social creatures who are full of ideas. And we are also the perfect intellectual match that feed off each other's mental energy. So cute. Love that for us. That's very... I feel like that's accurate. I mean, we have a freaking podcast together. Like exactly. We are very like we have similar ambitions, I feel like, and the way we socialize too is very similar. I think that's really true. We mm-hmm. we socialize in a very similar way. Let's see what our moon how our cuz you're Taurus and I'm Aries and that's emotions. Let's see. We have to work to understand each other's moods and emotions. <laughs> That's just the bottom of what it says. There's too much to read. No, that's honestly, that's very true. Like I was saying that the other day, like I'm the type of person, again, here I am with the whole, I love, love thing. I even like with all of my friends, I'm like, oh my God, I love you. (laughs) And I'm just like super affectionate, but not in like a superficial way. Cause I do know a lot of people who overtly say that. And I don't like that at all. I do not like that. But if I genuinely really care about you, I'm super willing to like tell you how I feel and both you and our friend Kai are just so like not it's just like completely shut down like I have to just like work my way into you 
to get something from you. Like are very defensive and like deflect and use defense mechanisms to avoid that and have that wall up. Oh, totally. Yeah. And like very much so. Yeah. But I love that. I can't be serious. I have to just. Right. (laughs) I, it makes me like work harder. Yeah. No. But at the same time, like we are able to, it's so interesting, like communicate very well and talk about things. Like I can yes. talk to you about things that I don't talk to most people about. Like, totally. Yeah. That's very valid. I feel like there's this balance there that we learn something from one another because we're not the same. Maybe it's because of our Mercury's um, being Gemini and Libra because we communicate and think in similar ways, apparently. It's true. It's very true. We would probably be terrible romantic partners. I bet. Let's go to Venus. <laughs> you find it difficult to express love for each other and have to do some work to make the other feel loved. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we would be awful. That's the one thing is like, I feel like I've always been in partnership, like romantic partnerships with people too, who were kind of like you, where I was always like, I love you. Like, I just want to be with you forever. <laughs> And they were always like, oh, like I cannot share, like I don't even know how to talk about that. And now like my girlfriend Hannah is like the most gushiest, mushy person ever. And it's amazing because I'm like, oh, I can just, perfect. we both just like are always Meanwhile, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, get away from me. This is terrifying. Oh, stop it. But actually, oh, so what we didn't talk about was our Mars, which apparently is the planet of aggression. Um, and it tells us that our passion and sexuality are extremely compatible. So let's see. Oh. My Mars is in Leo, meaning I assert myself in a way that's authoritative and persuasive. And I push things forward with confidence and gusto. Yours is in Sagittarius, meaning you assert yourself in a way that pushes boundaries, that they you easily become impatient and restless. Well, that goes kind of back to your easily bored thing. And you push really? things forward with more vision than thoughtfulness. Okay, I read that the other day and I nothing has ever spoken so true to who I am. <laughs> and I, I have still been thinking about that. The idea that I push with more vision than thought. Oh my God, like everything I do is that way. I feel like I will cut corners to just push in the direction that I can see into the like I'm in tunnel vision and I'm not like in the moment right now actually figuring out the small little things yeah and I'm learning honestly Hannah is helping me a lot because she is the opposite like she is really here right now and like sees all the tiny little pieces that make something happen in the future whereas I'm like no I see it I'm like yeah right I think you and I are similar yeah we're just very more like visionary like this podcast for example I mean we could do so together yeah like we could we could be setting up like the coolest sound system or like making it on the best platform we're like I don't know what we're doing but let's just like put it out there and figure it out as we go like the way we started was literally like oh my god Claire's season's premiering let's start recording (laughs) exactly it's the vision but that's so fun I love that about us yeah we just kind of and I think that's where our passion yeah uh, are extremely compatible um also the way we grow and dream are aligned and make intuitive sense with each other so that makes sense because this is you know our little podcast baby (laughs) yes I love it I love it it's fun I can see us like 
forever being in some sort of like friendship business partnership Mm -hmm. type thing what a great way to kind of end the compatibility with us our struggles are fairly different but with empathy you can help each other grow because that is true we do have very different struggles but I feel like we empathize really well with each other exactly and it makes it fun and interesting because like I don't have the same struggles as you do if we did we would probably be like we'd be bored we'd be bored we'd be annoyed with each other yeah well let's talk about the Enneagram let's do it so I the Enneagram is kind of more new to me I've been hearing about it for a long time but I haven't they charge you to take the quiz (laughs) which was never always the case I I remember taking the quiz like a couple years ago and every website I went on it was free So I don't know what happened, but. And in my research as trying to figure out who I think I am, taking quizzes on different places, a lot of them also have different names for each number. See, this is the thing. I think that this is where you and I are similar in the fact that like we were talking about, we push for things with like more like gusto and vision than we do like think really like want all the details. And with the Enneagram, you have to be somebody who's, can push the like titles aside and get really deep and invested in what the actual numbers mean. Otherwise it just doesn't feel like anything pertains to you. Yeah. But, and also it's hard to even understand them though, because there is so much conflicting things. And also they only tell you so much until you start fucking paying. Well, there's all these awesome books The I, I have a friend who's like really into it. And I, from my understanding, when she first was bringing it up to me like there's a little bit of a Christian affiliation with it um which is interesting Mm. to me I don't think that's like true at its core and like who came up with it but maybe I don't know I just know that a lot of like non-denominational Christian churches use the Enneagram interesting yeah which is kind of yeah I wonder if that's in the origins or if it was just adapted like adopted by yeah I don't know I don't know enough but basically so there's numbers one through nine and um, instead of like with astrology where you have different titles and like different planets that align with um, parts of you or like pieces of a puzzle, you know, where you have like the ascendant, the moon, all of that, it's all in one, but it's so interesting because each number is so deeply described and to me personally, like the Enneagram has, I, I've taken like Myers-Briggs, I've done all, I've done all the like personality tests, the astrology thing. Enneagram is the most accurate to how I feel. Um, so I'm a two. Twos are known as like the helpers. Mm-hmm. Um, and on a surface level, like just to describe it, basically we overextend and help others to fulfill our own needs so a lot of it is like kind of fake altruism where you're you get more satisfaction from knowing that you've done something good than actually the the act of doing what's good you know of the like helping the person out so um it can what's cool about the enneagram numbers is you can have there's different like numbers within it of healthy versus unhealthy and Mm. so if you're I believe that if you're a one within like a two that means that that's like your healthiest version of yourself and so twos and the healthiest side um they have learned to take care of themselves and to be able to help others and get their needs met without trying to do it through 
good deeds. Huh. Um, but the unhealthy side, like if you're, I think, I can't, I think it goes up to like five or six. I can't remember the furthest side of unhealthy, but really unhealthy twos, um, can be kind of like manipulative and will only help their partners if they know that it's doing them good. And then they resent their partner for not helping them as much as they helped them. If that makes sense. Like there's a lot of built up resentment about the fact that all in all twos don't take care of themselves. And they're kind of seeking that from other people and from doing good things for other people. Mm -hmm. So I, I like when I first found out about the Enneagram and found out that I was a two, I, there was a lot of healing with that because I remember when I was in middle school and like through high school, I was a really unhealthy version of that. Like I just overextended myself, was super resentful because I didn't feel like people were giving me as much as I would give them. Um, and then I like, I've healed through that and I have become a better version of myself, I think now. But anyway, I think the Enneagram for people can honestly be really healing and it can show them a lot about their own internal struggle. It never, I read something about the number two. And at that moment, I was like, I feel so offended. Like this book is actually literally like insulting me. You just called me out. You just fucking called me out. So anyway, that's my number. But there's like the perfectionist is number one. Number three is like the the achiever, I think. Um, number four is the performer I believe in four is the individualist I but I don't know it might just be called different things yeah no you're right and I also realized there was a whole other thing I could have been clicking on on the Enneagram website to read more details on each one oh well there you go see so suddenly I have a lot more to work with on figuring myself out (laughs) I love that stay tuned maybe we'll do like a part two yeah um Cause I don't know. I haven't figured out what I am yet. I feel like I've got a range. I'm somewhere between like. Yeah, totally. And a lot of people don't fit, fit into all the number. Like they don't fit to one number until they read the books. Because yeah. then once they read chapters of each book, like I think the, um, I have it on my bookshelf. I just, I'm too lazy to go grab it. But <laughs> there's one specific book that I'll tell you about that you should like you know, find PDFs or something online. I'll steal it when I come visit you. <laughs> yes. No, steal, honestly, steal it from me. I don't care. Um, and anyway, there's, you can have wings like yeah. for me. So for a two, it's the number on either side. So I could either have a one wing or a three wing or both. Um, and I found out that I have a three wing three threes are very like showy and they like show up to the business meeting. They're the visionaries. They like want everybody to like get on their team and like see what they can accomplish and do. And they get really caught up in image. Um, a lot of celebrities are threes. Mm. And then the ones are like very perfectionist, like just type A personality, struggle a lot with their own internal perfectionism. And I used to think that I was a one um, wing until I realized that a lot of my perfectionism just comes from wanting to look good. And that's more where the three comes in. But I feel like you're a six. A six is, yes, I was, I've, I can relate when I read anywhere from four to seven, I'm like, there's a little bit, but now that I'm like narrowing down more, like the more I kind of think about it, I think six is probably the right one. Um, Looking at six in brief, 
Um, we're reliable and hardworking, responsible and trustworthy, which every single person who's ever employed me would say that about me. Um, sometimes it's hard to leave jobs because of that. True. Yeah, um, you're very loyal. Excellent troubleshooter. I foresee problems and foster cooperation, but I can also become defensive, evasive and anxious running on stress while complaining about it. Okay, we found it. <laughs> She's a six, y'all. Um, I can be cautious and indecisive. Extremely true. If you've ever heard me even trying to debate about like leaving a party or like going to the bathroom, I can't even like. You're like, wait, I need, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, when I can't like, I don't want to miss something, but I got to pee. But like, <laughs> I, I'm like, should I go now? Like, I don't <laughs> I'm also reactive, defiant and rebellious. Also all things um, anyone in a position of authority, uh, especially in a school setting would say. Yeah, I, the six to me, like what I've, what's struck most for me with people who are sixes is the like battle between trusting authority or defying authority, which is very you. Yeah, because um, I'm extremely like a rule follower, yet also so not a rule follower. It's very much like a- Well, you're always, you're kind of battling with that internally of- do I trust, like, I do trust this source very much so, but then also there will, I think that once a source like fucks you over, you're suddenly like, it it flips or you just, you have this inner turmoil of like, I don't know what to think now. Like, Mm -hmm. how do I, and you can be very expressive if you are really pissed off by a certain authority, or you can be completely like, yeah, do whatever you want to me. I don't care. <laughs> like, it's so true. It's like yeah. picking battles, I guess. So, you know, in a way, yeah. like there are certain fights I'm like, I'm going to fight. And I think with authority, the thing is I choose who has authority over me. Yes, you definitely. If someone do. thinks they have authority of me, over me and I don't believe that I will allow them to have that authority because you have to, I have to give you permission to have authority over me. No yeah. one has authority over me without my consent. Totally. That's how I feel about that. I don't think respect is something inherently like as far as like you got to earn my respect. I will respect you as a human being, but as an authority figure, I will not respect you until you've earned that for me. And if I see your credibility or like if I see favoritism or I see something happening that I disagree with or I on like a moral standpoint, I will not respect you. Yeah. And I will therefore be defiant and rebellious in all these things. Oh my God. Yeah. No. And that's, also very in line with the whole job thing how you were saying like you'll stay at jobs for too long until you're like okay I'm fed up like you no longer have control over my you know the way that I want to live my life which is a lot of sixes I know many sixes who are very um I think they're more on the unhealthier end than you are where they yeah honestly where they (laughs) totally like it takes forever to leave like unhealthy relationships oh yeah yeah you know because it's just so much back and forth of like do I trust this person do I not um you know and then with the fact that I think a lot of sixes get caught up in comfort and like what feels you know the routine is helpful and what Mm -hmm. they've already known is more important than their own happiness I get very comfortable and get scared of new things I get a lot of anxiety with big change especially but also at the same time I'm so anxious about being committed in particular to like jobs like that's I think a theater thing especially 
where or maybe why I like theater because it's not committal every show has an end even if it's a long time that's still like the longest you're gonna get is a few years out of any one job totally which is great for you I think that that's a healthy Mm -hmm. balance because so many sixes get stuck in they choose career paths they choose relationships that don't give them that out because that's the thing if I can't if I didn't have other jobs on coming up down the pipeline I couldn't leave others I need an excuse I feel right like if I like my boss and don't want to leave them hanging I can't bring myself to just quit for myself I have to have a reason something an out I need an out I'm not good at leaving a scenario without an excuse I can't just be bold and be like this is for me I'm making this decision because of me I want to do this this is what I want right yeah no that's super interesting there's also so every number so your central number like mine's a two they they go towards certain numbers in health and in like distress so I go towards an eight in distress and eights are very very authoritative very confrontational um my part hannah she's an eight um and twos and eights often find themselves in romantic relationships and a lot of times they can be abusive relationships because twos will overextend themselves and be super passive and like do everything for their partner in order to get love through that you know those charitable acts or whatever you call it and then eights are very um they they don't express emotion the same way and so they can be very like just confrontational very staunch about the way they feel they really value their independence and so do twos it's just it's it's a very common um movie show or movie or tv show like dynamic between romantic pairs usually there's one two and one eight like a good example of this is rory and jess from um Gilmore Girls Jess is an eight and Rory is kind of maybe has a two wing Mm -hmm. so they have that weird dynamic where she's kind of defending him and doing everything for him but he's super bad boy like I'm my own person (laughs) like I choose what I want to do so and then but I go to an eight in stress and then um Hannah actually goes to a two in health so we can flip numbers in different, you know, moods and stages of life. And then I think I go to a four in health. Um, and that means that I'm super artistic and creative. Fours are very, fours are like the Portlanders of the world. They're, they think they're really cool and they want to show their artistic side all the time. And they think that they can, they don't feel like anybody understands them. Fours are very angsty. Um, and I can get that like like that, but not in an unhealthy way. I was going to say, because one of the quizzes, I took a few different ones of these and got different things, varying yeah. four, five, six, all of them. But the four, when I read it, it was like, yeah, that seems like maybe my teenage self a little more than exactly. my current self. Yeah, no. And that's how I feel too. Because I remember like, I felt that way with me and my friends, maybe early college, maybe late high school of like oh, we're like better than everybody or nobody understands me. Yeah. But there are a lot of fours who live that their entire life. Like I know somebody now, (laughs) I know somebody now who's like such a four and she, anybody who tells her how she feels or like how she should feel about something, she's just like, oh, you just don't get it. You just don't understand me. Nobody gets me. 
Yeah. Um, and some people are just like that. And it's like, and like, I get that feeling like you are a little different, but like, there is a whole defensiveness and angsty, moody version of that interpretation of it, where it's like, I'm so different versus right. like, can- I'm different. You know, it's just the truth. Like I'm a little right. different. I run a little different from some people. Totally. They love me. Yeah. And that's the thing with the four is I think an unhealthy four can become pretentious and mm. feel like they, Ooh. they no friend or no relationship is ever good enough because they're never understood. Um, but I tend, I go to a foreign health and it's mostly just me being like, wow, look at me. Like, I'm cool. I have this very unique, like eclectic view of the world. It can even be like, something that I choose like an art piece that I choose for my house like that's more of the foresight of me of being like whoa I find this really beautiful and eccentric and weird and like I feel fulfilled in that way yeah Um, so as a six I go to three in stress and nine in growth oh what does that mean I don't know what that means at all (laughs) does it give you descriptions of it just has a little triangle it doesn't say anything I don't know what it means to be a three in stress. That's very interesting. Nine in health. Nine. Yeah, it like doesn't really explain this in stress or in health part here. It has a six le- like ty- type six levels of development. Yes, like, that's what I'm referring to with the, the development is the like, if you're the least developed, it means like. Hmm. You're- so then what's this thing at the top? There's a little triangle that says I go to stress an arrow towards yes. three in stress and nine in growth. But then this chart down here says something completely different when it lists my healthy levels. Yeah. So they're different things. Okay. So the, the healthy levels are within your six, but there's different, like, it's almost like surface level in terms of the different tr- the, on the triangle, like going to your three in stress that has nothing to do with your healthy levels within a six. Okay. It, ha- it has <laughs> to do with like, um, let's say that you lose your job or you're going through you're the start of a pandemic or something. And you're very like, um, like you're just going through change your personality and like your feelings will match more with a three Got it. And then if you're like super on a roll and like your life is great, like when you're in the midst of Harry Potter and like you're doing mm-hmm. your stuff and you're feeling great, like you will feel more of, of a nine. Probably not. I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I'm but so tired. In, but in terms of like your right. achievements and like you're feeling good about yourself. And then with the healthy levels, that's just like kind of on a spectrum, like all the time. Like you, as you get older, you can become more healthy, right? Mm-hmm. Like for me, I re- like looking back, as I was saying to my younger self, I was such an unhealthy too compared to how I am now. Right. So is, wait, so for the healthy levels, is a one always the best and nine the worst? I think so. It might be okay. flipped. It might be No, flipped. that's definitely what it is. Cause right here it says I'm level one at my best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I usually, what I like to do the first time I was looking into the Enneagram, I would usually read like the, the median, like the four or five and see if that fit kind of with how I feel. Oh, so what yeah. is, what does it say for like a level five? Yeah. Six? The average levels level five to resist having more demands made on them. They react against others, passive aggressively become evasive, indecisive, cautious, procrastinating, and ambivalent are highly reactive, anxious, negative, giving contradictory mixed signals. Internal confusion makes them react unpredictably. Huh. Yeah. So that could be like maybe 
a very undeveloped you. And then if you read like a number three within that, that might feel more like you. Dedicated to individuals and movements in which they deeply believe. Community builders, responsible, reliable, trustworthy, hardworking, and persevering, sacrificing for others. They create stability and security in their world, bringing a cooperative spirit. Yeah. Trust is important. Bonding with others, forming permanent relationships and alliances. That is true. Mm-hmm. I like, let's look at novel nine. This is fun. Hysterical and seeking to escape punishment. They've become self-destructive and suicidal. Alcoholism, drug overdoses, skid row, self-abasing behavior. Skid row? What? Generally corresponds to the passive aggressive and paranoid personality disorders. Oh, So that's yeah, at my unhealthy level. <laughs> yeah, so my... Okay, so let's look at an average two. So like a level four, two reminds me of my earlier self. Wants to be closer to others, so starts people-pleasing, becomes overly friendly, emotionally demonstrative, and full of good intentions about everything. Gives seductive attention, approvals, stroke, strokes, flattery. I have strokes. <laughs> Love is their supreme value, and they talk about it constantly. But at their best, they become deeply unselfish, humble, and altruistic, giving unconditional love to self and others, feels it as a privilege to be in the lives of others. Um, So a nine, though, is able to excuse and rationalize what they do since they feel abused and victimized by others and are bitterly, bitterly resentful and angry. Somatization of their aggressions results in chronic health problems as they vindicate themselves by falling apart and burdening others. That actually sounds like me at my worst when I was like a teenager. Generally corresponds to histrionic personality disorder and factitious disorder. Do you know what histrionic personality disorder is? It's super interesting. I I remember doing a studying it a little bit, like, but in obviously not in that much depth. It's so interesting. It's like the best example I was given is um, going to, like, if you were to go to a therapist and you don't actually ever talk about your problems, you're just constantly trying to flatter the therapist by being like, oh, let's talk about you or like, oh, you know, there's nothing wrong. Like, I'm fine. I don't want to burden you. I don't want to, you know, make it about me. I could see that. But like super bizarre because people will, you know, living with histrionic personality, personality disorder is hard because it's constant, it's like constantly showing you're somebody that you're not, you know, or you feel a way that you don't actually just to appease other people's emotions. Yeah. I see level six and seven in me for when I'm at my worst, for sure. I don't really see some of these others, but like the others later, but hopefully that's because we haven't gotten there. That's the thing. You might not be a six. You might be a different number. I might not be a six. Some of this it's yeah, we'll see. Because let's see, the other one we were, like, I was thinking it's, like, possible I could be a seven or a five. Oh, yeah, definitely. Fives are really cool. They're, I think they're the most rare. So sixes are the most common type. Interesting. um, Which is interesting. Um, Fives are very... um, Just looking at their fears and desires, I already, like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, fives are interesting. Most fives happen to be, like, very... Um, ornate people who love like to build things and are super like I know somebody who's a five who's very like techie and it very interested in like having like they're they're kind of in love with the objects that they like make and and create and I don't know their fives are cool they're weird I they're like engineers they're the engineers of the the Enneagram Hmm. I might I don't know how 
much I would consider myself that but let's see um oh my god so our friend Kai is a seven and she's very much a seven <laughs> like okay so sevens are constantly bored they're always that's looking, so her they are always looking to do things like they I'm keep, not that then <laughs> yeah, they like that's what I was gonna say I don't see you as a seven I don't get bored easily actually no you don't you could you would be happy like doing I you love would be happy that. by by the pool with a drink for like days I absolutely I have zero yeah. problem with that at all but yeah there's so many interesting the Enneagram is very cool um I'm sure that people feel that way about astrology too I just don't know enough about how to read the charts and everything I would need to be taught by like an expert <laughs> you know yeah I know I'm like trying to figure this out because I don't know I wouldn't say I'm like the engineering type maybe I am a four <laughs> you you could be a four I mean I could but I don't see you I mean I've mostly seen fours as what we've talked about the person who's always like feeling misunderstood do you often feel misunderstood I wouldn't say that anymore that's the thing it's like me as a teenager I probably would have said yes which is super common for teens to feel that way so I'm like it's not fully (laughs) right and that's why like um a six makes sense because so many sixes don't feel like the other numbers yeah and um yeah I don't know but I can also see you as like maybe a three threes are so interested in pop culture like that is their thing like like if you're a three like you either want to be a celebrity or you know everything about celebrity oh well interesting about threes in growth they go towards six and in stress they go towards nine so in six maybe that's maybe I'm just a really healthy um growing three (laughs) I no I could see that I mean I'm a three basic fear of being worthless I could feel that yeah, I could see you as a three for sure. Most people in the performing arts are threes. Like they don't That's have right. to be somebody who wants to like. It's so interesting because I see the title, The Achiever. And I think, no, I'm not that. I was never an overachiever type. But right, but it's over not, that. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, it's that's the cool thing about the Enneagram is it's not they're not just like these buzzwords where you're like, oh yeah, that's me. Like with the whole Myers-Briggs bullshit, it's like, oh, an INFP, like I'm, you know, introvert. What is N? I don't even freaking remember what N is. I don't know. Nurturer. 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 I think. And then F is like feeler and then P is perception. That's mine. But no, I'm INFJ. I don't freaking know. I don't remember that one enough. I did that in high school. Yeah, that those that, I even thought I was an extrovert before, and I'm literally not. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I fully just because everyone's like, you're loud, you're clearly an extrovert. That doesn't you're not make shy. Any... No. Like, no, that is not the case. I do you feel like you're on the cusp though? I always am like amnivert. That's all yeah. As soon as I heard of that, yeah. where it's like when you're in public with people, you like can be an extrovert, but you need to go and be alone. Yeah. Yes. Right. Like I'm the exact same way. I, when I'm around people, I get drained. Whereas, you know, extroverts get energy from being around others. So I don't know. This is also fascinating. I'm starting looking at the healthy level list. I think maybe I'm a three. You could totally be a three. I could see that. Let's see. Um, 
unhealthy levels, fearing failure and humiliation, become exploitative and opportunistic, covetous of others, of the success of others, and willing to do whatever it takes, and not, but devious, deceptive, so that their mistakes and wrongdoings will not be exposed. Okay, maybe not their unhealthy levels, but I was relating to the average. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing is like unhealthy. Nobody. Let's not be there. <laughs> honestly, if you're an adult and you're like in a really unhealthy level of your number, like that's a problem. I think you're leaning towards you, you should get some help. Like yeah. you should get some mental health help. Whereas uh, self-assured, energetic, competent with high self-esteem when at your best, you know, believe in themselves and value their, and their own value, adaptable, desirable, charming, and gracious, ambitious to improve themselves, be the best they can be, um, motivated, Others are motivated to be like them in some positive way, which has happened before. And I feel like with threes, it doesn't have to mean that you're like the most ambitious person and that you're like super interested in, you know, it's not like productivity per se. It's more of, I think, just doing like fun and powerful like being powerful but not I don't know it's hard to describe apparently in Gilmore Girls I know this because I did this with a friend where we looked at like the Enneagram numbers with Gilmore Girls Paris is a three. Oh my god Paris Paris is a three um well key motivations want to be affirmed to distinguish themselves from others to have attention to be admired and to impress others I kind of yeah I get that yeah oh sorry that was I like affirm I like words of affirmation Let's see if there's Enneagram numbers with the Desperate Housewives. <gasps> That's everything. Because we have a theory that everyone is two Desperate Housewives. I'm a Brie Gabby. Julia is a Susan Gabby. Yes. Okay. Oh my God. There's a post. There's an entire post on this. Okay. Oh, brilliant. So, <laughs> I'm okay. done with my own now. This it's makes over. this makes so much sense. Gabby and Carlos seem to both be three wing twos. They're all about image. So yeah, Gabby and Carlos are the perfect threes. If you're interested in knowing like whether you're what, if you're a three or not, think about them and what they value. Clothes, looking nice, like being rich, um, showing others like what they have. I definitely relate to that a lot. (laughs) Um, Being, and they're competitive and they're seen as, they want to be seen as the best. Um, and they are both eights in their gut centers, given how they aggressively challenge each other. But Gabby has more of a, a cavalier runaway from problems, a whatever kind of seven head fix, where she's just very like spontaneous. And then uh, Carlos is more cautious. Okay, Susan and Mike are opposites. She's the happy go lucky one. He's more serious and down to earth. Her mm-hmm. desire to make everything okay could be seven or nine. I think she's the the two. Susan's definitely a two. As I was say. Um, seven nine tri-type wow I didn't know about the tri-types that's fascinating um he seems more like a head core thoughtful analytical analytical detached oh so they uh, think that Mike is more of a five mm-hmm. um, I can see that about Mike he's a plumber engineer got it right exactly Fox. he likes to like get his hands mm-hmm. on things um gut fix wise Susan ignores problems and does not love conflict but will get into anything necessary so that in her in stress she goes to an eight which that's why I relate to Susan. I get it, girl. <laughs> Mike is totally in control of his anger most of the time. So he could mm-hmm. be a one, a five, one, two try. Except when he murdered that cop at one time. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. 
Um, Susan is always searching desperately for relationships and has that yes. airy romanticism that goes with the type seven. That's true. Apparently, um, Enneagram sevens are very kind of into like light and fluffy romance, even if it's not real. Mm. Um, so Brie is a stereotypically unhealthy one, <laughs> um, always rigid about right and wrong, always Don't focused look. on appearances, always forcing the situation to bend to what she wants it to be. So she's got a three- um, side to her that mm, she, so maybe that's why I, where I can relate to mm-hmm. her she wants p- the situation to bend to like what she I was gonna say I I want yeah like I could have a controlling sense to myself that she has. yes <laughs> totally yeah I can see that so Lynette and Tom are polar opposites um okay. this person thinks Lynette is an eight that makes sense mm-hmm. she's always trying to upstage Tom and grab power in the relationship which leads to a lot of her issues in her marriage and is his almost continually hurt feelings by her. He responds in a hurt and defensive manner because he's doing the best he can. Um, I think he's a two wing three who's trying to be helpful and useful. Oh, that's me. I'm a Tom. You actually cute. I love that. For I you. love that. I love I, that for you. I love that. But his eight wife keeps yanking the rug out from under him. <laughs> oh, this person does not appreciate Lynette. <laughs> well, but that's the thing is eights are like, the Gemini of Enneagram like people Hmm. don't like eights Eights especially if as a woman so like for example in the workforce you know women who are very outspoken and the challenger challenger, exactly yeah so they're always seen as like bitchy honestly um it's a woman powerful and domineering that's what it is exactly um but honestly, I love eights. They're badass bitches. I mean, we love Lynette. My girlfriend's an eight. She's my, okay. Honestly, Hannah reminds me a lot of Lynette. <laughs> like that's how she would be as a parent for sure. Yeah. Lynette is detached from her feelings and focused on appearances and work ambitious and hardworking. So could also be a three wing two. Um, Tom doesn't like conflict. So he could also be an, like a nine wing one. So nines are very very passive at their unhealthy levels like um mm-hmm. my mom's um boyfriend he's a he's a nine for sure um and he it's like the bottle up type personality type where it's like everything's fine until That's oh my god so, it's so Lynette is totally sure of herself in kind of a five way but also doesn't like admitting to her problems and flaws um there's so many theories on here I wonder what Catherine is what do you think Catherine is Oh, Catherine. I think Catherine is a three. I don't know. Catherine's weird. She's a weird one. She could be like a three wing four because she's always like, she feels very misunderstood about her love for Mike. Like see that for her, like an unhealthy four where she's like, no one gets me. Like I love him and he loves me back. They just don't get it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Totally that's it they don't have Edie or anybody else on here I need Edie yeah okay who do we think what do we think Edie is I think she's a seven wing eight see because I feel like she is she's always wanting to go out she's Mm -hmm. like that's right she's got that Kai factor (laughs) she's got that like let's go to the bar let's have a good time let's like I want to sleep with all of the men and just like cut loose um but she's very strong-headed and just says what she wants to say and so she's got that eight side to her I love that for Edie oh my gosh we should look into um what the astrological signs of the housewives are Uh, that was 
definitely something I was thinking about just now. <laughs> Zodiac signs as desperate housewives. Okay, so you're Catherine. Gemini, Gemini's are Catherine. Of course we get Catherine with her stabbing herself with a knife and blaming <laughs> Oh my gosh, she's she's such an Enneagram four. Okay, anyway, as a Gemini, you're youthful and don't like to be tied down. You can you can this can lead you to be indecisive and sometimes impulsive. But your life is always an adventure, much like Catherine. She kept her life interesting by adopting. I was say none of this sounded like Catherine to me. I'm like, wait, what? This is the worst description of Catherine I've ever seen. I feel like I don't know. Again, I don't know what her astrological sign would be, but she's so she's such a four. I feel like she's a Scorpio. Yeah, I was going to say, I do not get Gemini energy from her at all. No, me neither. No Gemini's that uptight. No, Tom is our Cancer. Oh, of course he is. Like Tom, Cancers are warm and homey. You're calm, loving, and always putting the happiness of others first. Everyone knows that Lynette has a lot on her plate, and Tom is willing to do whatever he can to make her life easier. Sometimes you can be, sometimes you can be a bit of a pushover, but you do everything out of love. Cute. That makes sense that Tom is a two and Lynette is an eight also. Mm -hmm. Mary Alice (gasps) is a Virgo. Ooh. Um, They're the logical sign of the Zodiac. Kind, mild-mannered, and gentle. You will always give the best advice and you're always the easiest person to talk to. Who better for the sign than Mary Alice Young? Um, (laughs) In the aftermath of her heart-wrenching suicide, flashbacks depict her as always giving advice and always being there for her friends, just like a Virgo. You can act rashly at some time, at times, but it always comes from a good heart. Brie is a Libra. I'm a Brie. That's fun. Libras are, I don't feel like this fits with Brie, but Libras are the peacemakers. They like balance and harmony, and they like to portray their very best possible image of themselves. You identify with Brie because she shapes her life around being the perfect wife and mother. She's very OCD, but only because she wants to give others her absolute best. Perfect house, perfect meals, perfect life, everything a Libra would want. That's true. I can see that. Maybe that (laughs) Brie and I, I'm trying to think, I'm like, oh, the Brie relations. I'm like, Brie and I have that OCD manifesting in very, very different ways. Oh, 100%. Yeah, because yours, yours is not like image based. No, not no. at all. It's but Libra, just compulsive. Right. And that's where I think that you and I have that astrological compatibility is we yeah. both are a little bit like about things, but it's indifferent and manifests mm-hmm. differently. Um, so Lynette is a Scorpio. The best, the biggest thing for her is being in control. She's got a lot going on and she has her own way of dealing with it. Um, as a Scorpio, you have your very specific way of doing things well, and you don't see how any other's way could be better. Oh, Karen McCluskey is a <gasps> Capricorn. The real hero of the show. Love that. You might have a tendency to put up walls, but once people get to know you, they find that you're full of advice and wisdom. This is just like Karen because she puts up a facade that she's mean and spiteful. But once <laughs> you get to know her, you learn how caring and wise she really is. Karen. Paul, Paul Young is an Aquarius. <laughs> Um, Susan is a Pisces. This is the last one. Um, she's quite the opposite of Paul and the Aquarians. She wears her heart on her sleeve. She's very in tune with her emotions, and sometimes she can't keep a secret to save her life. Um, sometimes she's a bit of a martyr, which is right on target. Oh my God. Yeah, especially with what part of the show we're on right now. Seriously, pretty sure she spilled the most dirt and she cried more than anyone else on the show. Yes. But her, her kindness makes us smile nonetheless. True. Love that. That was yeah. cute. 
cute. Oh, love Desperate Housewives. Honestly, shaped, built my life. Yeah, Desperate Housewives, amazing. Iconic. Everything so we'll we're just gonna bring always... it back to Desperate Housewives. Seriously, I feel like every episode we're gonna be back on The Bachelor and comparing Katie to what housewife Katie is. Speaking of Katie, when are we talking about Bachelor again? June 7th is the premiere of Bachelorette. So Katie, her filming series has wrapped up a week early. Um, She's back. She's here. She seems to have someone she is getting dressed up with to have a FaceTime with. So seems like she has herself a uh, man's and I couldn't be more excited. Me too. I I think she's going to be a great Bachelorette. I really do. Me too. And I'm kind of excited to have Tasha and um It'll be fun. And why am I blanking Caitlin, Caitlin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I cannot wait to talk about it. So we only have, you know, a few more weeks. Yeah. So we'll um, probably pop out a few more um weird episodes. Who knows about what? Um, probably in person's gonna be just a shit show of us being happy to be with each other. <laughs> we'll probably just be drunk and talk to Desperate Housewives again, because that's what we do. Every time. I want to live on wisteria lane is is it been confirmed that wisteria lane is supposed to be in new mexico where is it supposed to be it's intentionally not anywhere but yeah they like things that happen in utah a lot so i think um it's implied that it's somewhere in that region but intentionally never somewhere specific so they can say we're going to new mexico we're going to texas so they can say that and not have to worry about where anything is you're right. It says that the characters often refer to other states that are indeed real, such as Maryland or Utah. Um, but where is Fairview, USA, Oregon? That's no. not true. That's not true. If there's anything that Desperate Housewives is not, it's not in Oregon. It's nowhere north of California because no, of the weather. Definitely not. You've seen their Christmases. It's like they're in light sweaters. No one wears a coat. <laughs> totally not. It's supposed to be the eagle state isn't the eagle state like philadelphia or something well that's where the eagles that's the like (laughs) i was like i I don't know the state what each special state is i know california is the golden state yeah i don't know florida's the sunshine state wait what is oregon i have no idea depressing state i don't know the wet state (laughs) wet state you gotta be done now okay and with that at the wet state we're gonna sign off hope you guys liked hearing us hope you enjoyed our podcast about nothing but ourselves and desperate housewives again hopefully i sound better that's true let us know well i'll know when i edit (laughs) you'll have to let me know bye bye